Welcome back. Atlanta to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. If you are buying a home and you have been overwhelmed by a home inspection report or the list of repairs, if you're looking for the best areas and types of investment properties to consider investing in in Metro Atlanta, and if you'd like to know whether or not we are headed toward a real estate market bubble, then this segment is absolutely perfect for you. My name is Cleve Gaddis. In addition to being the host of this radio show, and I've been on Atlanta radio for six years now, I love it. I'm glad to have found a good home here, right on a good home here on AM 920, The Answer. Uh, but you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with life's biggest investments. If you want to connect with us, please do. GoGaddisRadio.com is the place to go. G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S Radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back, share ideas. You can ask for your neighborhood to be featured in our neighborhood spotlight. Most of the ones we feature each and every week, and that'll be in the fourth segment of the show, are requested by listeners. In addition to being the host of this show, I'm also a full-time real estate agent and broker with a team full of agents helping buyers, sellers, investors and landlords make the best decisions possible whenever buying, selling, or investing in real estate anywhere in Metro Atlanta. we got a listener question. In fact, we've got three listener questions in a row. That's going to be the bulk of this segment. Uh, Melissa in Buford is overwhelmed. Uh, she received a copy of her home inspection report and is a bit surprised by the number of items, and she wants to know what is the best strategy for making wise decisions about inspection issues we feel like we want to buy it and we don't want to panic. I will tell you, in a lot of cases, people who are overwhelmed by the home inspection process, you know, when you buy a home, and the average home in Atlanta was built in, let's just call it 1987, so you've got a lot more older inventory than you have newer inventory. And when you're looking to buy a home that was built on average in 1987, you know, there's a lot of things about it that are not up to current code today that probably needed to have been repaired years ago. They weren't safety issues. And so sometimes buyers can be a bit overwhelmed by the number of items. And so we have got, and maybe we can do this for you, we can cover it quickly, um, but we have what's called a uh, reviewing a home inspection report, which is part of our Sure Home Buying System, which is exclusive to Gaddis Group at REMAX Center. And it gives seven or eight different ways to categorize or classify an item, an item on a home inspection report. In other words, it's like a legend on a map. And so what we like to do is we like to use these categories to mark the home inspection report, which by the way, if you're going to get a home inspection report, we recommend you use a home inspector who is a member of the Georgia Association of Home Inspectors, GAHI. I think you can go to GAHI.com and you can search them. They have a little more educational requirements with the Georgia Association of Home Inspectors than the American Society of Home Inspectors, which is ASHI, A-S-H-I. So I think you could go to either gahi.com or A-S-H-I.com if you're looking for home inspector. But when you get the report, and make sure you get a report that has very clear pictures so you can figure out exactly what is wrong and what needs to be done in order to solve the problem. But here are a few ways we think, or I think, that you can mark that report. Number one, an item could be a yes, and that's an item that you want the seller to address prior to closing. Plumbing, electrical, um, you know, things that you don't want to move into the house until they are done. An N is a no. This is something that does not need to be addressed by the seller prior to closing. Sometimes these are just things that would make better sense for you to do, and I'll give you an example. 
We had a driveway one time that had cracks all over the driveway, and the buyer, uh, not following our advice, asked the seller to caulk all of those prior to closing. And when we went back prior to closing, that driveway looked like it had the worst case of varicose veins that you have ever seen. Literally, the caulk was so gray, it was almost purple. And so some of those things, if they're cosmetically important to you, sometime as a buyer, you want to handle those things later. The next way of marking an item as a C, which would be for a comment. And this is where the home inspector is making a comment or uh, mentioning how often home, the, the, the furnace filter should be replaced or a note about something working properly. The next way, the next item or the way to categorize is MI, which means we need more information. So this would be, for example, a suggestion that more information be obtained on the operation of a system in the home or a clarification on what a particular electrical switch operates. 10 or 15% of the items in a home inspection report are just trying to clarify stuff. The next suggestion way of, um, of categorizing items would be SP, seller to provide. This would be an example of, uh, for example, uh, the seller to provide a gas key to the fireplace or keys for the window locks. And um, it's just something the seller needs to provide prior to closing. The next way of categorizing would be SD, which is seller to demonstrate. And that's an item that might not have functioned correctly or there was no way to test it. For example, an outdoor lighting system, a sprinkler system. Um, they might not have been able to get the gas logs to operate. They might not have been able to get one of the burners on the, the stove top to ignite while they were there. And so you might just want to ask for the seller to demonstrate the appropriate operation of that item prior to closing. There are just three more ways of categorizing. Uh, the next way of categorizing an item would be a question mark, and that just means when you're looking through it, you don't know if you should ask for it or not. You and your agent should discuss. The final two items are A for an allowance. This is where we would like the seller to provide an allowance in lieu of actually making the repair. And then the last item is B, which is for the buyer to do at a later date. These would be things um, that were also marked no. Um, and it might be things that you want to remember that you want to take care of after closing. When my wife and I bought our last home as a principal residence, and we bought lots of investment property over the years, but when we bought our last home as a principal residence, uh, we had a full inspection report. I think my inspection report was 47 pages. I asked the seller to do a ton of repairs. The seller said they would do nothing uh, on that list, and it's because they had two or three other people who came in as backup offers, and they were willing to buy the property if I decided I wanted to change my mind. And so the truth is, is that I accepted the property as is, and it was one of the better decisions I've ever made because my wife and uh, my, all of my daughters have thoroughly enjoyed uh, living in that home, and I plan to uh, live in that home myself for another uh, four or five or six years, or at least until all the girls are out of college. So the ways to categorize, you have a yes, a no, a comment, a more information needed, a seller to provide, or a seller to demonstrate. You have a question mark which means we need to know more about it. You have an allowance or a buyer to do after closing. And I think if you have those in mind, I think you'll do a better job of negotiating repairs. Let me tell you how the seller is going to make decisions if the seller is smart. The seller is not going to make a decision as to what they should do for you. The seller is going to make a decision as to whether or not they might have to do what you're requesting for the next buyer. And I want you to think about that difference. So if it's something they feel like they'll have to do for the next buyer, they'll probably be very willing and, and ready to do something for you. So, Melissa, hopefully 
That takes you from feeling overwhelmed uh, to putting you in a position of being focused and confident. The reality is, is if you use something like the how to mark a home inspection legend from Gaddis Group at Remax Center, again, part of our Sure Home Buying System, if you want to get a copy of that, anybody can reach out to me. Just go to gogaddisradio.com, click on uh, basically send us a message, and you can send a message directly to me, and I'll be happy to respond. We've got another listener question. This is from Lene in Brookhaven. She says, we've decided to start looking for an investment property to purchase. Can you help us with the best places to look and the type of properties to consider? Uh, yes, Lene, I can. If you are uh, curious about investing in real estate, you're probably also a little bit nervous, and you don't want to make the wrong decisions. When you're buying investment properties, I mean, single-family detached properties, in my opinion, are the best investment properties to start out with because you typically don't have you know, high monthly HOA fees that eat into your ability to make a profit. And I would invest in second- or third-tier school districts, and I would invest in homes with three or four bedrooms, two or three bathrooms, a two-car garage, and then ideally a fenced backyard, if at all possible. doesn't really matter whether it has a basement or not. Uh, sometimes basements just add a little element of, uh, of trouble to owning a rental property. So invest in second- and third-tier school districts. That would be schools that get a rating of an 8 or a 7 on uh, great schools. It would be schools that get a rating of somewhere in the 80s or the 70s uh, on a school chimp score. And I know it's weird because I'm telling you not to buy a rental property in the best of the school districts, but the reality is, is that the properties in the best of the school districts sell for such a premium over what other properties do, and they don't rent for that same premium. So, Lene, if you want to go from being curious to being able to move forward buying a home, look in second or third tier school districts, look for three or four bedrooms, two or three bathrooms, look for a two-car garage, hopefully a fenced-in backyard if you can as well. We've got another listener question, and this is from Debbie and Swanee, who is worried that the market is at a bubble and the bubble will burst. She wants to know what should we expect in 2021 in the metro Atlanta market. And, um, Debbie, I'm going to give you – I'm going to answer your question by giving you the one piece of data, the one data point that you just need to look at, and you need to understand the months of supply of inventory. Right now throughout metro Atlanta, there is less than – there is about two months' worth of supply of inventory in all inventory types, maybe two and a half months. If you have less than four months' worth of inventory, it is a seller's market. As long as you still have a seller's market and inventory does not start to rise at a pace faster than buyers will buy the property, I don't see that we will have a bubble. Right now, inventory is as favorable on the seller side as it has been in the 20 years that I have been in real estate, and I don't believe that that's going to change anytime soon. If you're looking to sell your house anytime in the next three to six months, I don't want you to feel stuck because of the coronavirus, or I don't want you to think it'll take you forever, or you might miss your time frame because the coronavirus might have actually helped you have even better options. We want to show you literally how to sell your home for $28,000 more than your neighbor sold their house for, and we want to show you how to make your timing work out perfectly, and we also want to show you how we can make the process safe for everybody. We'll do a customized maximum value plan, which really sets the high-end watermark in terms of pricing for your particular home. 
and we'll also talk through a property, re property repositioning program. What little repairs might need to be made that might fully enhance the value of the property? We invested six or $7,000 in a property in Stockbridge recently and sold it for about $45,000 more than it was worth. Just go to Go Gaddis Radio or more than the neighbor's house, not more than it was worth. Go to GoGaddisRadio.com, click on $28,000 more, put in a little information, and we can start the process of helping you figure out whether or not you can sell your home for $28,000 more than your neighbor. Next segment, we're featuring Tuxford and Alpharetta in our neighborhood spotlight. And um, we have got other good topics as well in segment four. I'm going to talk about 3D Matterport video tours. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. 